Welcome to Star Wars Age of Rebellion. This is an RPG Storytime presentation of a campaign played over several years utilizing all three Star Wars role-playing books by Fantasy Flight Games. This is a grand campaign where everything you hear was decided by players in an epic-scale role-playing and strategy game, then turned into this production that tells the story one chapter at a time with occasional explanations of game mechanics. The episodes are shorter than most gaming podcasts because each session is summarized in the form of a story much like an audiobook. It begins with a small band of agents played by a few role players. As the rebel cell grows, more players are brought in to take on the roles of other operatives heading out on other missions and taking part in various battles. Every choice affects the direction of the story, both for the characters on the mission and for the overall story arc. And the ultimate fate of the Juvex and Senex sectors is up to them. The Krusty Minot came out of hyperspace just ahead of the fighter squadron of Senex. Duke and Lieutenant Wynn had tracked Dr. Thogro's facilities to this planet, Carfedian. It was not an Imperial world, but one belonging to House Vendron. It was the perfect place to hide his factory. Carfedian supplied Thogro with slaves and his work remained hidden from sight under their sovereignty. But the rebels had decrypted the location from one of the terminals they had gone through, and now they were here to put an end to this branch of Project Lifeseed. As it so happened, the Carfidian system lay in the path that the Alliance fleet would be taking on their way to their major operation. So this would also serve as a cover to destroy any sensors the Empire had in the area. As suspected, there were Imperial sensors near the planet, so half of their squadron broke off to destroy them. The Imperial fighters that were supposed to be defending the planet broke off to defend their satellites. The Vandron fighters were left to defend the surface, and the Rebel fighters engaged them to ensure the transports and the Krusty Minoc got through. On approach, they could see what parts of the facility were important. An iron building sat next to a maze of power stations, which led to a row of containers filled with colorful gases on top of a platform. Lines of Aquellan slaves led up to these containers, and armed guards were siphoning them inside. Other soldiers from both Vandron and the Empire set up to defend this location on all sides. The transports landed and all their troops emerged, firing. The Aquellans shouted as they went, charging recklessly at their former slavers, desperate to save their own kind. But their enemy was expecting that, counting on it even, and they shot them down in droves. Lieutenant Wynn took control and set up positions from which to fire and to ready assaults. Mac found an elevated position and began sniping commanders wherever he found them. Davith led a group of Aquellans forward, cutting through a forward position. He was slow, but effective, and the Aquellans grew impatient and rushed forward, tearing apart every armored soldier they came upon. Puck moved far around the flank, remaining hidden until he leaped out in an isolated target and took it out. The medical droid was with him, assigned to provide aid to the Aquellans once they reached them, but it was more interested in the experimental surgery that it was able to perform on stormtroopers and house troopers it came upon. They were all making progress, but slowly. Then the Imperials unleashed what they were building. The super troopers moved forward and established a solid line the rebels were unable to cross. Their attack was stalled, Mac tried to find the commander who was placing it to take it out, but he couldn't find it. He told Lieutenant Wynn, who then looked over the situation. Her eyes settled on the nearby building. Headquarters, she said. I'll be coordinating from there. Duke, can you take it out? Duke looked down from his X-Wing. He could see what they were talking about, but he had bad news. My guess is it's a bunker with shielding against my protons, he said. Bet I can take it out on foot with a little help, though. Mad Dog? Pukey? That's MHD. That's Puck, came the responding voices. Duke ignored them. You're nearby. Meet me at the side entrance of that building. Both operatives sighed. Duke really annoyed them. 
but they were close to the side entrance, and they were uncontested, so they rushed it. Duke landed his X-Wing, and R5-D6 dropped out the back. It called out to him as he ran toward the entrance. Duke answered it, saying, They're already covering the side. You and I are going straight through the front. Yee-haw! Puck and MHD were waiting by the side door when they heard a commotion at the front. MHD shook its head in annoyance, then opened the door. Stormtroopers were there, but they were looking away toward the noise at the front. MHD reached into the gaps of their armor with lethal injections. Two more in the room turned toward it, and Puck slipped inside and shot one down. The other backed out of the room. MHD did not want the element of surprise to get away from them, so it charged with its surgical tools emerging. A stormtrooper met it on the other side of the doorway, and MHD cut right through its armor. The horrifying scream of agony was enough to cause the other stormtroopers around them to pull back. When Puck got there, he found that a hallway connected them to the front where Duke was fending off enemies from every direction. Puck shot a couple of them whose backs were toward him, and as they fell, he saw that Duke was stumbling. Blood trickled down one side of his grinning face. He chuckled and fell to his knees. Puck's eyes grew wide as he saw troopers approach Duke's helpless form from every side. Then R5-D6 screamed out a piercing alarm. It was loud enough to make the stormtroopers stumble back, stunned. With his vibroblade in one hand and his pistol in the other, Puck leaped into action, stabbing the first stormtrooper in the room, shooting the one across from him, slashing another, and blasting the next. As the remaining troopers came to, he dodged their shots and blasted and shot in turn. Duke fired as well, his aim still true despite his dazed state. Care to help? Puck asked MHD, who seemed to have disappeared. I'm coming, MHD said, not appearing in the hallway. A few more stormtroopers entered the hall it was in. Not noticing the medical droid, they turned their backs on it and ran toward the entry where Puck's back was turned. R5-D6 zipped in front of them and shined its bright light, blinding them. The front one tripped over the astromech, and the others crashed into it. This made them easy pickings for Puck, who finished them off with his knife and gun. Outside, the supertroopers were beginning to overwhelm the rebels. They were making progress on each flank, squeezing their one holdout in the center where Davith had caught up with the eager Aquellans and was slicing through anything and everything that came at them. As troopers fired at them from his right, he waved his hand, and they twisted in the air as though sucked up by a tornado. Wind called for air support, and one of the X-Wings was able to take out an E-Web, but it killed some of the Aquellan slaves as well, so she realized she couldn't do that anymore. Mac managed to find the commander on the scene and shot her down, which damaged the regular troopers, but the super troopers were relentless, and their numbers were growing. He told the operatives in the building. We're on it, Duke said, trying to sound as confident as he could through his grunts. They didn't hear his pain on the communicator because of a sound they thought was static. It wasn't. It was MHD's surgical cutters. The medical droid was cutting off the limbs of all the dead stormtroopers. What are you doing? Puck asked. This feels like the right thing to do, the droid answered. I approve, Mad Dog, Duke said, but we've got to get moving. Puck helped Duke up. They had spotted the control center, so they hobbled toward it. Dr. Thagro, or whoever was controlling the supertroopers, would be inside. Outside, Mac had to look back at a couple targets because he had to be mistaken. He had killed those troopers, and that commander. How were they moving? He mentioned this to Wynn, who got a closer look. She could see that they were twisted in strange, demented ways, like their bodies had been broken in several places. Their eyes appeared unfocused. Around Davith, troopers rose up with limbs missing and slices across their chests. Increasing fire came from ahead of them, and some of the rising dead fired as well, though with much less accuracy. Those whose hands were not clutched to weapons simply charged if their legs did not crumble. 
more rebel troopers went down quickly, and the rest fell back to cover. How are we supposed to stop them if they keep coming back? Mac asked, shooting every target he saw. Wynne considered the question. She did not know the answer, but she didn't tell anyone that yet. Inside the building, the bodies of the troopers began to stir as well. They were all around the small group of operatives who were already worn down by fighting them once. R5-D6 shrieked an alarm, and Puck and Duke looked around with dread. But stirring was all they did. Cut up into pieces by MHD, the body parts couldn't do anyone any harm. That was some good planning ahead there, Mad Dog, Duke said. Yes, it was a plan, MHD said. As they chatted, R5-D6 did a scan of the rooms they had passed, and had found one with some of the chemicals in storage. R5 whistled for MHD to go to it, and they chatted in binary code. Nearby, Puck and Duke discussed how they might take on Dr. Thagro and the supertroopers he was sure to have guarding him. If you can both shut up a minute, my counterpart might have a plan that could work, MHD said. Four supertroopers stood ready to fire at the door as soon as anyone came through. Two more were on either side of the door prepared to engage any survivors in melee. Dr. Thagro felt secure enough that he didn't need to watch behind him. His creations would keep him safe. He operated the console, watching the monitors and controlling the supertroopers outside in the battle. While the automatons could fight on their own, they tended to move like zombies, and were more well-coordinated under the doctor's control. The same was true of the dead troopers whose corpses he had animated, though he mostly allowed them to shoot on their own as they primarily created a distraction so the big troopers could do their thing. This attack had been a happy accident. Dr. Thagro had wanted a little more time to build a whole legion of his supertroopers. They were in the process and would have been ready just in time for the Emperor's victory parade. Thagro had been let in on a secret that the Emperor had set a final trap for the Alliance that would end the rebellion once and for all, and he already had plans for a post-Republic galaxy. It would be ruled over with a new, more powerful Death Star, and Thagro would be providing the new, more powerful Stormtroopers. But the attack by the rebels in this sector had given Thagro the opportunity to prove his troops' worth, and to hand a victory to the Emperor as well. The victory was nearly his. The supertroopers were closing in on all sides. Even their Jedi, who had somehow survived the purge, was being overwhelmed. The door opened behind him. Thagro did not even look back. He left it to his bodyguards, who blasted away furiously. The wall beyond the door was charred black and smoke filled the hallway, but no one was there. The two troopers by the door leaned out and looked. No one. Then the wall to the side exploded. While the smoke covered the hole, laser blasts flew out, killing one of the supertroopers. The shadow of a figure took shape as the smoke began to fade. It was the injured human. Dr. Thagro was paying attention now. He ordered his troops to fire at the target, and they raised their weapons. Smoke again filled the hole from a source they did not know, and they fired into the gray matter. The five troopers moved toward the hole. The front one squeezed through. They were all so large and bulky that getting through took great effort. By the time the third one got inside, the first was clearing the smoke. His face was met with a blade, which sliced through the eye hole. A heavy blaster then slid into a gap of the second trooper's armor and fired twice, killing the second one. The sound of the astromech caught the attention of the third, and as it looked at it, Duke shot it through the back. The last two super troopers fired through the hole. Hitting nothing, they were afraid to go through. Annoyed, Thagro called for reinforcements from the battlefield to come into the offices. Then he marched toward the wall. He injected himself with his strength serum and gave himself a boost of agility while he was at it. He had killed a Wookiee with these chemicals. They could certainly help him dispense with a few pests in his building. And he had plenty of the concoction stored throughout the base, so there was no need to be frugal as long as he didn't overdose. 
With one blow from his fist, he punched a large dent in the wall. With a second punch, he created a gap which added to the original hole. A shot flew through at him, and he dodged out of its way as if with a sixth sense. He would be too quick and too strong for any of them. He used his neural remote to control one of the troopers and make it shoot out the gap a little bigger. Now it was large enough for the troopers to get through without being slowed. Fagro concentrated, and also using the neural remote, animated the corpses of the fallen troopers in the next room. He heard them begin firing, and the surprised voices of the rebels. Now go, Thagro ordered to the two super troopers. They started through the hole. Thagro was about to follow them, but then a clanking noise distracted him back into the control room. A medical droid had just strolled in. Was this supposed to be their surprise? Was it supposed to have sneaked in after he left and undone his work on the console? Your timing is off, Thagro said with a chuckle. You should have waited until I was out of the room. The droid simply stared at him while he marched toward it, cracking his knuckles. He would dispense with this droid quickly, then join the others. Thagro grabbed the neck with one hand and the shoulder with another. He would tear it apart, but then he felt a pinprick in his stomach. Looking down, a needle was poked into him. As the fluid entered him, he recognized it. It was more of the strength. The fool had only made him... But wait. He felt his muscles bulge further. His arms grew wide. Then his skin began to rip. He screamed in horror as every muscle in his body grew bigger and bigger, tearing through the skin until it gave way and shredded. When the nerve endings were unprotected, he felt nothing but searing pain. He could no longer see, then hear. And then he was just a red mass of muscle tendons which flailed and contracted. Something burst within him, probably his heart, perhaps the lungs. MHD didn't care. He walked past it and looked through the hole. Sighing, he said, Are you done yet? Just one tick, mad dog, Duke said, followed by a blaster shot. Then he said, Now we are. Outside, the animated dead troopers dropped to the ground, and the super troopers lost cohesion. Though still as tough and strong, their aim became even worse than their stormtrooper counterparts. Their decisions were sluggish, and they ambled like the walking dead. Davith and Mac put them to rest, while Lieutenant Wynn led a rescue mission to free the rest of the Aquellans before they got made into more of the beasts. Overhead, the remaining TIE fighters were destroyed or chased off. All of the sensor equipment was then destroyed while survivors were loaded up into transports. The rebels got out of there, victorious. One branch of Project Life Seed was destroyed. Two more to go. This has been an RPG Storytime presentation of Age of Rebellion. Join us next week to hear what happens next. If you'd like to see a visualization of this episode, check out our YouTube channel. The link is in the description. If you'd like to see other things written by the author of this show, you can also find that in the description. Happy gaming, everybody!